When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey everyone, it is the Match Preview Show. Liverpool are taking on Southampton in the FA Cup fifth round on Wednesday night. Well, Liverpool Football Club are. Uh, there'll probably be somewhere between fifty and 60,000 Liverpool fans in the ground. There will be 11 people in red shirts. Who they will be, we have no idea whatsoever. Um, Jürgen Klopp is uh, probably... Is he finished yet, Aaron? He's just yeah. about finished his press conference as we do this. Um, so we've got a few updates from the press conference, which we'll discuss, um, that have kind of moved this on fractionally from when we had this discussion on the podcast on yesterday. Um, anyway, I, I'm joined by Chloe and Dan um, for this one. Um, shall we see what we've can put together from the press conference what not a lot I'm none the wiser to be honest so um, use the word factionally there and that's, factually. that's doing a lot of heavy lifting to be honest Paul yep uh, Paul <laughs> Ghost uh, Jürgen Klopp says uh, there is no time scale on Thiago's recovery I don't know a couple of things he has to do from a medical point of view and I don't know if it will mean he can play again this season can't say more about it so we had we had a weird about Thiago we were like ooh some Thiago news the Thiago news is there's no Thiago news he's very mm. much injured and can't guarantee see whether he'll play a game for Liverpool which is just so, so I'm sadder about that than I should be um, I just want I just want one more Thiago performance in front of me with my own eyes before he leaves that's all I'm all I ask yeah I'm with you um, it's one of the great shames um, of this season and if truth be known like Thiago's time at Liverpool but don't get me wrong he's had some incredible cameos some incredible moments during his, his spell here and I've absolutely adored watching him he's one of their footballers I always say it like he'd pay the admission fee just to watch him kick a ball around the pitch he's that good he's that aesthetically pleasing but um, unfortunately we haven't seen anywhere near enough of him because injuries I wouldn't say they plagued his career full stop but he kind of always had them yeah. but I feel like the Premier League and playing in a year in Klopp midfield has just really been a little bit too much toll on his body I think it's fair to say but yeah. ultimately it is a great shame that he looks like he's gonna leave the club at the end the season and we won't have seen anywhere near enough of him for me yeah until he ends up as uh, Zabi's assistant manager of course uh, which I'd be all in on um, Chloe Stefan Bacetic is gaining fitness uh, he's pain free but hasn't yet been given the uh, the light to resume training what's something I, we talked about him very very briefly on the podcast you know, I think a lot of eyes were on Thiago and his return the other week and there's a lot of excitement around it but like it's almost Bacetta's almost become the forgotten man, you know, seeing him 
in the stands, seeing him in that homegrown photo that, that Trent put up, um, it was just a lovely sight to see him. And he's now the basically the big biggest free hit of our midfield for the rest of the season. If we can get him back at some point, that would be absolutely magic. Yeah, it would be absolutely brilliant, especially in you know the Europa League. That's where he'd really get his chance. Um, and also, it's another midfielder that we crucially need right now. I mean, we've just lost Ryan Gravenberch. We were already on the bare bones of our midfield. And Stefan Bajetic is, is a boss footballer. I think we forget how good he was You know, last season when we were very much looking for little positives. Well, he was a massive positive. Um, and... Yeah, to be fair, I'm, at least he's getting back to fitness. We knew nothing of what Stefan Bajetic was doing. We didn't yeah. know his time frame or anything. Um, and I think it was said back at the end of Feb, well, we're kind of getting there now. So hopefully he can become another body that we can just use. And also it's very important for his development. We know he's a boss footballer. Yeah. We know he's got the calmness and the composure. Um, and also we forget that he can also play right back if needed. Yeah. I don't want him playing centre back, but good Christ. He, I'd play him centre back tomorrow if possible yeah. at this point. Um, so yeah, it's that is a little boost that we can have, and hopefully an extra body for the rest of the season. That's massive. I think it's also when you look at like Kate Gordon, and he well, we'll talk about him when we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for this game, Dan. But he's and we saw it with Ryan Brewster before. You know, young players when they miss too much development, mm. sometimes you get a window of opportunity, and that's. You know, actually, your opportunity to get into a team, but also actually in terms of whether you can reach your ceiling as, as a footballer. And look, I don't want to, you know, you know, I don't want to get too fearful around the future of Pacheco at this stage because there's nothing to indicate that's the case. Yeah. But we have seen it happen at times with young lads in the, when they have stunted development. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, he's going to need to start playing footy again soon. Otherwise, otherwise, that conversation does become a very real, very real possibility. And it's it's fascinating because obviously Chloe references there how good he was, was last season. And that just wasn't sort of compared to how the season was going. He was genuinely brilliant in some big games as well with it. So it's been a great, great shame that we haven't been able to sort of see him develop and see him kick on from that because obviously injuries have definitely had a big old impact on his on his campaign but I think getting any sort of glimpse of him towards the back end of the season would be a massive boost if he can take some minutes take a bit of the pressure off some of the other lads as well that would be really really important yeah. but I think it's like I say more for his sake than anything else it's absolutely critical that he does get back to playing a little part and he can have a full pre-season and a good old run at it for next year that's what feels like the most important because as you say you know and it's interesting so we spoke a lot of rightly so about Connor Bradley and Vel Quanta this season, how incredible they've been pretty much since day dot. Stefan Pagetic was that last year, like he waltzed into the team not like he'd been doing it for 5-10 years so we've got a real, real talent on our hands, we just need to see it again. If, if Stefan Pagetic's only legacy is that he showed Jürgen Klopp that you're better off putting young, energetic players in than, than old, slow ones, uh, then that'll be a massive thing for the future of the football club. Um, you touched upon Gravenberch there, Chloe. So, Ryan Gravenberch, again, according to Jürgen Klopp, is not available. Ligament injury could have been much worse, but bad enough that he's out for this game. Next game, we will see. I mean, it was it was pretty obvious he was going to miss this one. you just got to look at how badly his ankle was turned by that uh, Caicedo. Tackle, coming together, however you want to say it, um, incident... It's a real pity because, you know, we've been saying 
prior to the final, this was his chance now. And it wasn't a chance that he's necessarily like engineered himself, um, but it was a chance that was thrust upon him. And yeah, you feel desperately unlucky for him. Fingers crossed it isn't more than a week or so out for him. Yeah, I think Jürgen said he won't make this one, he won't make the next one, which is forest on the weekend. <laughs> I guess that is yeah, literally what like, I just said. But he, the, the thing is, is, he actually said he didn't know when he'd be available to come back. Yeah. Um, he said it was just the kind of thing that you have to see after those two games where he's up to and it's it's devastating for him because this was his way into the side yeah. and he hadn't done too badly he was still growing into it um, and I actually thought him pressing with that midfield against Chelsea was really really good over the weekend and it's just our luck isn't it you know it's his luck as well he, he finally has a run of games where you can really see him starting pretty much every one um, and it's a, it's a bad tackle it's a bad challenge from Caicedo um, and he's gone over on his ankle but hopefully um, with a little bit of rest and stuff we, we can get him back as soon as possible and also it's important that other players come back in that yeah. time as well because by the time he comes back you don't want to just lob him back into the starting 11 again you want to give time for these players to come back in and test it out which we couldn't do with the likes of Soberslai or Trent um, and look what happened to those two so yeah a massive massive miss for Liverpool uh, a massive hit for, for Ryan Gravenberch but uh, he's young enough that he'll be able to bounce back from it and he'll get more opportunities little before you don't look at the screen because you'd be uh-huh. have a temptation to cheat here. I want you to name the f- Five and it's only five Liverpool players who've made more appearances for Liverpool this season than Ryan Gravenberch. Virgil van Dijk. Incorrect. Incorrect. What? They haven't played more than Ryan Gravenberch. That's true. Right, so he. Lewis Diaz. Lewis Diaz is one. Alexis McAllister is not. So Lewis Diaz. Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez is correct. Has played four more, made four more appearances than Ryan Gravenberch. Okay. Okay. Um, Soberslai, he was ever present for a while, but he's nope. missed a bit now. Nope. Okay. Significant. Well, actually, no, three games less than. Okay. How long has Darwin Nunes been injured for? He's been Darwin in and out. Good, probably Darwin. Darwin has more appearances than any other Liverpool player this season. Okay. Okay, there's two more there apparently. Apparently, Harvey um, Elliott. Harvey Elliott, correct. Okay. And this this is even more shocking than Cody Gakpo. Cody Gakpo. Okay. Cody Gakpo has made the second most appearances of any Liverpool player this season. Now, this is appearances. This isn't starts. This or isn't minutes, minutes played. Yeah. Uh, out of interest, I'll just shuffle this so we can see by by minutes. Um, yeah, Gravenberch is way down on the on on the minutes, like significantly significantly further down the squad. But yeah, interesting one, and it goes to show that yeah, he's he's been integrated into the side, but he's been a he's been a a regular part of Jurgen Klopp's plans all season long. So as much as we can look to, there's it's a big miss not having your Salas and your Trents and what have you. But your squad, your season is constructed around the other lads. Particularly our approach this season has very much hinged upon who you're bringing on, who you're bringing on, who you're bringing off, and how you rotate and what you've got. So yeah, I just thought that was really, really interesting. I mean, it obviously speaks to I think Darwin Nunes is, is yeah, obviously massive to how Liverpool are playing. Um, the Cody won't shock me, and then Gravenberch. I would not have had Gravenberch anywhere like that. It's because you've seen we haven't seen lots of him because you're right. The minute yeah. point is the point because yes. you've not seen him play football loads and loads and loads. You automatically assume he hasn't featured that much, but he's featured a hell of a lot. 
It's just not necessarily in big chunks. I, I doubt he's completed many 90s, maybe one or two, I imagine, along that way. He's played possibly. the 16th most minutes of any Liverpool player. So, okay. like, you know, he's, he's, he's very much, yeah, in the squad yeah. amongst that. Because a bit of a hangover from his lack of 90 minutes last year at Bayern Munich that meant early doors he couldn't get through 90 yeah. minutes of Liverpool, essentially. It, it, it equates to, actually, his minutes equates to 17.3 Um 90s, which is still not not bad, but you consider Virgil Van Dijk as um, as play as uh, yeah, his, his minutes. He's got like a thousand more minutes on the pitch, basically, than him, which is uh, there. There's that. Um, there we go. That filled a little bit of time, didn't it? Well done, everyone. Um, <laughs> we've got a couple of quotes uh, off some of the bigger names. So Jurgen Klopp said, uh, "Dom, Darwin, Mo. Uh, we have to see what we can do today." Wataru got a proper knock. I wouldn't say the situation is much improved. Um, I guess you, you actually watched the press conference. Is that in reference to Endo, the situation is much improved? Do no, we think, or just in general? To all of the injuries, because okay. he was asked about, you know, if any, if, if, even though you've lost Ryan Gravenberch, is there at least some positivity that some of the lads can can help you out? And he said, no, the, it's not it's not improved enough for me to say yeah. But he, he obviously went on to say that famous quote where as long as we have 11 players, we'll mm. give it absolutely everything. Um, so yeah, that's not great. I was hoping that at least, you know, a couple of them could have made the bench, you know, ahead. I, I remember him saying, well, look, not that Nottingham Forest game. But like, I just thought maybe a couple of them could have got 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. um, in this game. But ever Evidently, it looks like he, he once again said touch and go with yeah. them. So, and I I thought that was a little bit positive last midweek uh, and he didn't feature at all. He's not going to risk them, is he? Let's be perfectly honest. But even if we can get one of them on the bench, that would be a big, big boost for us yeah. uh, ahead of the weekend. Um, Paul Ghost, uh, another cop quote, says, the only problem is the lack of recovery time. The boys love playing, digging incredibly deep to grind out results. It's a strange one. We all know how the world is. Liverpool versus Southampton, people say we're favourites, but we need to find a competitive team. And that's yeah, what we're saying there, really, is that yeah, we've been here before and for a variety of different circumstances. You know, we, we, we always refer to that Aston Villa League Cup game. That was when the, the senior boys were all over in Qatar. We then have the Shrewsbury game where there's a, a cup replay and he's, it's meant to be the mid-season or the winter, winter break. break yeah. So Klopp goes, no, there's no way I'm giving that up. So sends all the senior players off on holiday. And again, a youthful team, like a, a very Curtis Jones-led team, um, did the business at Anfield with that one with James Milner watching on from the from the from the just behind the dugout, quite famously. Mm-hmm. Um, but this could be another another similar one where. You know, you've got to be careful because you can't be seen to be disrespecting the competition. Liverpool are, you know, Jürgen Klopp is a superstitious man. The old, old footballer sort of are. You'll be aware of the importance of trying to maintain some sort of flow to the season. You don't, no one wants to lose and, and and derail what you're doing. No one wants to give up. I don't think anyone will want to give up on the notion of a quadruple, but it will boil down to. He, he he's had to take calculated risks in the last few weeks on certain footballers, and they've not worked. Because in fact, there's a comment here actually, which I'll just, which I think is relevant. Actually, Magpie ninety six who said, um, "I think he means to see Sack, but uh, Sack the bloody medical department. Uh, when are we going to question them?" But the thing is. I don't even think it's that's not even an issue for me. It's because you look at how many are just freak injuries for yeah. a start. Diego Shotter. Yeah, yeah Someone exactly. Yeah. Gavin Birch is in a similar kind of boat. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis yeah. Jones is not yeah. too dissimilar yeah. in, in that regard as well. But actually, that's use Salah as an example. Salah gets injured while he's on international duty with mm-hmm. Egypt. And then, unfortunately, because of circumstances, 
we did make a wrong decision ultimately. You know, it's easy to say now he got more minutes than he should have got the other week, and that's what's then set set him back. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a mad it's a mad one where that Forest game is. There's no doubt in any of our minds. I don't think that Forest is the one. Yeah. You you want to get? We just need to get to Man City a point ahead of them at worst. That's like our worst case scenario, really. Because if you if you then if you if you cha- if you need a win against City, I think you're asking for asking a lot. But if you can get to that game, knowing that a draw keeps you above Manchester City, then that is as close to optimal as you're going to get. I think, um, and I don't think you'll want to run the risk of that. But I mean, he's. I mean, it's not like he's going to put. Like a third choice goalie, and I don't think I don't think he's gonna put. It's not like we had this on the chat on the podcast, and there's no like, there's not many young centre halves who seem to be on the fringes of it who are likely to get a a look at in this. You know, even like the full back, we've got plenty of full backs mercifully. Yeah, but like Chambers has gone out on loan, Beck's gone back out on loan. So there's not loads of additional options other than what we know about right no, now. No, not necessarily. I think the centre half problem in so much is in so much that they're very young. Like they're they training Yoni young. It's Amara Nalo and Carter Pinnington and they offer they're very good, very talented, but they are 16, 17 year old lads. Like they're not even 18, 19, like your Kumas is and your Jaden Nans necessarily. So that's a big old leap in terms of that a bit and they've not really not really been fussed into first team training yet we haven't seen them on any benches stuff like that so to go from not really being involved to starting the game feels I mean Billy Comessio did something similar quite a few years back now but I don't see it personally Comessio again was a couple of years more mm-hmm. advanced than that so I don't really see it I think left back wise if we needed someone there Callum Scan- Scanlon would be an option but um, I don't think that's where we are struggling necessarily it seems to be the, the further end of the pitch really, yeah. in terms of the attacking department so there isn't a lot we can do. I think it'll just be a mixture of what we've seen at the weekend, the smattering of experience um, dotted around the team where necessary. Maybe you can get sort of one experienced lad in almost every department. Yeah. That might be a way to go about it. If you get maybe a McAllister in the midfield, a Gakpo up top and a Van Dijk or Canati at the back, who knows? We'll we might be able to get through. Well, let's let's go. Let's do that then, because we the debate on Monday was whether Virgil's involved. Is he just on the bench as he starts? And I maintained at the time that he, sh- he really just needs to rock up and be on the bench because we've got enough to cover him and he gets to be the captain by just being present. But I do wonder whether this is something where he might need to go a little bit deeper here and just get himself on the pitch because, you know, you've got to look at, I think, what look at what your spine could potentially be. If you've got no endo in there, McAllister probably means he'll be drafted in as a result. I don't know who Gakpo probably up front you, you might need someone of Virgil van Dijk's status in there just to help sort of carry the team almost. You might, but also at the same time, it's it's are you willing to risk that? Are you willing to, you know, we saw what happened to him last season in terms of him saying, I played too many games the season prior, like I, I couldn't keep up. Yeah. You don't want to do that again because once again, we all know that that Nottingham Forest game is the bigger game this weekend. We need him for that. We need him for the rest of the season. And, you know, you've got a very senior centre-half in Joe Gomez. He's just not played centre-half this season that often. Um, And Conor Bradley got taken off in the 70th minute, which means I'd assume he could go again and he's one of your first subs off for the weekend. Joe Gomez, you can, like you said there, with Verge on on the bench, even if it's 15, 20 minutes that you have to put him on for, um, maybe Joe Gomez is is at centre-half. You've got Andy Robertson, who will most likely not start the game. It'll be... Costas, yeah. but he's 
you know, Robbo will, will at least be on the bench and Costas is, is another senior player. He's, he's captain. So, yeah. you know, there are some senior lads in that defence. Um, and once again, McAllister got taken off. I mean, he didn't get taken off early, but we can try and push him again if, if needed. Uh, but Virgil van Dijk is one where I just feel like at, at the moment in time with how, you know, we are up top, keeping clean sheets is the most important thing in this in this in the football games right yeah. now and to go and do that against Nottingham Forest to go and do that against Manchester City to go and do that against these upcoming teams that we've got in the Premier League to not have Virgil van Dijk as your centre off there mm. because you've risked them this game's a bit mad small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The mad thing is, then this one, we had, we had this conversation, I think it must have been post-match stuff. We were talking about, in fact, it was when we were playing ratings, when we were talking about Kelleher. It was, we didn't feel that if that was a side that could have clawed a game back if it had gone behind. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder whether there's a little bit of this, because I'm thinking about the, the Virgil thing. Do you want him to see a game out or do you want him to start a game strong? I'd say I don't want Virgil necessarily playing 90 if that's the case. But, and, I, and I'm edging more towards just start him and bring him off. And that way you get to Canate with a little concern about Canate. He played up until half time in extra time. Maybe you're rotating Canate and Van Dijk for this a little bit. And that way give give Verge 60 minutes where and just so you can hopefully keep it firm. Because even if it's just nil-nil at that point, yeah. keep us in the mm. game. Can the crowd suck one in? Can we, you know, can, can we get one from a set piece a bit like the cup final? Mm. Can we create a little bit of like a, a manic Anfield atmosphere to kind of help get us over the line? And that's where something with Van, D- Van Dyke, Canate, Diddle might actually be the answer. Yeah, it. it's definitely an option, I would say. I'm a lot less sort of concerned or alarmed by the defence. I think you could easily name a back four with Bradley, Quanta, Gomez and Simicast and mm-hmm. kind of be very content with that. And yeah. that should be enough. And, you know, I don't want to sort of go too early on this, but that should be enough to keep the back door closed. Because no doubt about it, Liverpool, whilst we're sort of trying to navigate and muddle through this game and possibly Forest, and hopefully the, the pitch is a little bit better by the Man City game in terms of availability. But for the next game or two, at least, the, the priority is going to shift ever so slightly and it is going to be a case of keeping the back door short. The game plan's got to be, let's stay solid and then we might try and nick on with a bit of quality, a little bit of magic, a set piece, as you mentioned, up the other end and then we can just play from there, essentially. Because chasing games and doing what we've done all season 
without the bench power that we've had feels yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah. So I think keeping defensively sound and solid is the most important thing right now. And if it has to be Van Dijk and Canata doing a 60-30 split type thing, then sound. But for me personally, I think for this game, not necessarily what's to come, I think you can name that back four that I've just mentioned to mm-hmm. be quite content with it. I think I and I totally agree. It's more, I think, that thing of it's the it's the order of having someone like Van Dijk in there and what that transmits to the rest of the squad. You know, it's not a case of, because actually... Yeah, there's, and his goal scoring prowess at the minute. <laughs> well, 100%. Like, yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, Chloe referenced it before, um, but the Klopp quote here when he says, when I get all the information, I can look into their eyes and see who's ready and then I will make the lineup. I hope it will be a decent lineup. Let me say it like this. What an atmosphere can do, we have realised a few times, it would be great if we could have a special one. And that's the thing, sometimes of, of like... I don't think there'll be any shortage of players you'll want to play because mainly, you know why? Because there's so many lads who didn't get to play in that final who like, that might be the only final we get to. So you'll want to go and get another one just to, and the ones who played in it will want to experience that again. Um, And the ones who didn't will want to be there. And the ones who did will want to give it to the ones who went as well. And and I wonder whether there's a little bit of, you know, you could just go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Gaffer, I'm just not feeling it today. Let the kids take this one. When you're throwing the kids to the wolves by your own almost, I don't want to say shit, being a shit house, but in Jürgen Klopp's eyes, there's a little bit of that. If you're not prepared to run through brick walls, you know, twice, three times a week, then you're probably not really at the right football club in the in the first instance. So worry about Nottingham Forest, see, who, see who's... You've got your spreadsheet of the of the medical department saying here's who it is. You've then got your eyeball test of him looking at them in training. You've then probably got them, yeah, looking them them a, a squeeze of the arm or hand and going, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" Um, and hopefully you can piece together something that can still make it possible because. I know we're all fans and we all live in our world of fear of we don't want to capsize the Premier League for any, for anything really, but um. And until it's impossible, we should be doing everything we can to keep keep as many yeah. competitions going as possible. A couple more quotes, and I want to have a chat about something else in a second. But uh, Veronica sends a super chat in early doors, and I didn't get a chance to read it. It says, um, I live in Southampton, uh, but I've supported LFC for 45 years. Well done. Right. Um, there's a big time difference, obviously, here, with that all the way down there, isn't there? There's a whole like five minute time difference from one end of the countries to the other not that you know it but it is so I can appreciate it can be difficult sometimes to follow Liverpool from afar um, particularly when you land on the south coast and you could go to the beach it's going to be to enjoy that <laughs> often more clement weather than, than bother your ass with football so well done Veronica um, right sound um, one thing I wanted to discuss because was, again it was referenced in the press conference club uh, Klopp was asked about the potential for for a parade. Now we saw, I think it was the Times did something on this yesterday that Liverpool are considering doing an end of season parade. And I, I put a tweet out saying, and it's my firm belief in it anyway. I'd not considered it prior to this, but I would go and and I watch an open top bus parade to see Jurgen Klopp off. If I'm being perfectly honest, and all the lads, you know, regardless of how the season goes. In any normal season, you don't do it. I think for the league cup on its own, I think you. It, I think it's a starter. I think you've got to have something else. Um, what's your take on it now? Liverpool have got the league cup box. Jurgen Klopp's leaving at the end of the season. Is that sufficient to do a bus parade through the city of Liverpool? 
Uh, once again, if it was just a League Cup, absolutely not. Um, you don't do a bus parade for that. But once again, I think it is the the Jurgen Klopp factor. Um, and I can't imagine it just being us playing the last game of the season in the Premier League at Anfield and then not not seeing him again, not being able to thank him. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that. And hopefully it'll be more than one trophy. And then yep. you don't even have to justify it with it's a Tarata Jurgen. Um, but it, it, it would be great. We know the atmospheres that we can create. Um, you know, and every single person, and, and not just scousers here, are gonna want to come and say thank you to Jurgen Klopp. They're gonna want to send them off in the best possible way. So, yeah, I can see it. I'll be there, um, mainly for for Jurgen Klopp more than for the the trophy. To be perfectly honest, uh, however, if we win more trophies, then it's just gonna be absolutely mental. But Jurgen deserves that. He wasn't happy about it though. Uh, in that presser, he basically was like, "You better not be doing it for me. Like, I, I don't like that." He was like, "I'm fine with a trophy parade. I will show up for a trophy parade. Yeah. But if it's just to to basically come come and you know see me goodbye, absolutely not." Um, but I think when it actually comes and he's a bit more emotional, he'll understand the connection well, of like why we want it. Yeah, it's like singing his song in the middle of a football yeah. match. He doesn't mind it at the end, but like you know, the job's not done yet for yeah. him. So he he can't be thinking. He can't afford to think about what May looks like because he's got too much stuff to. You got to pick an eleven for Southampton. It's causing us enough stress, <laughs> let alone thinking about uh, thinking about what happens further down the line. Uh, what about you, Dan? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. To honest with you, I'm all for it. I think. He's been so, so incredible since the day he arrived at this football club. He's already written himself into the, into the folklore of this club. And what will be, will be, for me, between now and the end, he's already well and truly earned and deserves a proper, proper send-off. Um, and if that's in the form of a trophy parade with the Carabao Cup, then so be it. I think any way you can get Jürgen Klopp on a bus going around this city in the season, that's fine by me. So, yeah, I think um, he more than deserves it, not just for the football club, but for the city at large, really. He's been absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, whatever we can do to sort of further celebrate Jürgen Klopp's time at this club, I'm all for. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It'd be really interesting to see what the turnout would be like if it, if it was just... Just like we we we've been made up at the league cup, we had a boss time at the at the weekend, no matter where we were. So I don't like that the denigration of of trophies as such. But yeah, if it's if it's a one piece of silverware and a farewell to Jurgen Klopp, I would be fascinated to see how many people descend by comparison to just the Champions League because I've seen so many replies. People saying I'm coming. I'm going yeah. to be there regardless. You know, it's an opportunity. I think they should just make they should just make it happen regardless. And now. For Jürgen, if you don't want to be a bit embarrassed, go win some more. Yeah. <laughs> go win some more yeah. trophies. Virgil, you're playing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, the one thing that we haven't really sort of touched upon, um, you know, it's games are coming thick and fast. Now, you know, there's... This, we're fighting on all sorts of forefronts. We do need we do need to be careful with what we do. We, um, we don't need to take Southampton too lightly either. I mean, this is a team that are going okay you know we, we mentioned this on the podcast but they're you know they're five points behind the automatic promotion places uh, in the championship at the moment they look like they'll comfortably make the playoffs if nothing else um but yeah i mean there's four teams right up the top there who, who could all on a, on a good day have a real good go Leicester, you'd imagine are probably are probably a shoe in to get promoted and one most likely as champions but almost certainly in the automatics um the hope is, of course, that means that Southampton have got one eye on that. But again, it just means that this this thing we we have, I think Egan Club kind of referenced it. It's the Southampton, so I think automatically you look at it and go, meh, like this will be fine. 
But as we saw with the League Cup and as we saw with Luton the game before that, Dan, it, it, they're going to come and give us a game over. Actually, everyone in the stadium is going to have to be on the game. Everyone who manages to make it into a shirt and on the pitch is going to have to be on the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's far from a foregone conclusion. Anyone who thinks otherwise is going to be in for a nasty shock, I imagine, because Southampton, you know, you know, they are the real deal in the Championship terms this season. They played some really good football. Russell Martin hasn't played in a particular type of way. It's very Premier League brand of football, actually, to play, to be honest with you. It's get it down or look to pass through the lines, look to pass teams to death. It's very uh, free flowing um, and possession based. So it's not going to be too dissimilar to what we come up against more or less week in, week out in the Premier League, which might suit Liverpool and it might play into our hands a little bit, certainly at Anfield. But yeah, Southampton, absolutely no mugs. And I think they will definitely. Let's just say the game is boarded on gone or gone. He might have to take a couple of his big guns off with one eye on what's to come in championship terms. So that might suit us potentially. Yeah. But they're only two or three weeks off the back of a 24-25 game unbeaten run. Their form since that has just wavered ever so slightly, which kind of also suggests that maybe they need to refocus their attention on the league, which is positive as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're no mugs and it's going to be a difficult night's work. And I think, as you mentioned, Jürgen Klopp, Anfield and the players are going to have to be very much bringing their A games to get the job done. It's interesting just a cursory glance at the league and how they perform so far. Those clutch it for at the top they all score a lot of goals but actually there's a real market difference between Leicester and Leeds and how they defend compared to Ipswich and Southampton you know there's basically almost there's the best part of 15 to 20 goals difference in there and that's something that you know is is, is a little gl- glimmer of hope for us and particularly close someone like Jaden Dans who I think uh, even even if we had more players to choose from I'd I'd want to see Jaden Dan's involved in this game because what we've seen in his 36 minutes of Liverpool football so far has impressed me enough that I, I want to see more. Yeah, I mean, you could see that with the first, you know, real opportunity he had against Chelsea. He took on, you know, and squeezed between two players and got a shot on target. He's, he's got so much confidence. He nearly uh, he nearly scores the winner in extra time, you know, aside from a good save. So, yeah, um, there is some exciting young talent. I want to see Bobby Clark again. I want to see McConnell again. Yeah. These are the lads who, who came on the other day and I stood there with my hands on my head and was like Bobby Clark's came on um, with you know 20 minutes of normal time to go plus added time in a midfield that costs 200 mil against them and he's winning the ball back he's got the tenacity he was winning every single duel so these young lads they are exciting and we know that they're the lads that are going to have to get us through this game because of the situation that we're in and you know we saw what Liverpool fans did in extra time is that when those lads need us we show up and we very much need to show up in the stands tomorrow and really help them through it um, but they'll be absolutely flying with their confidence right now. So give them the ball and go and let them express themselves. Yeah, it's. I, I'm really interested to see how the atmosphere develops in this one mm. than in, in the game itself because, you know, we'd said ahead of the Luton game, Klopp had said they only the big atmosphere and it didn't present itself until the game got a bit juicier as it wore on, really. And we had something to, to fight for. It feels like we might see a little bit of this and this one goes back to that point. If Liverpool haven't got the firepower to blow Southampton away, which is... You know, it's it's questionable at this yeah. at this point. Try and make try and keep it tight. Try and make it a thirty minute game. Try and make it a twenty minute. Make it a ten minute chase or something, just to see if we can get you know get something uh, behind us. And yeah, it's going to be on. It's a big opportunity for someone like Jaden Nans because you know you know there's some other lads haven't haven't maybe taken their opportunities and there's obviously persistent injuries you know Ben Doak's going to miss the rest of the season mm-hmm. Kate Gordon hasn't seemed to, to, to grasp his opportunity just yet feels like Neoni's a little bit young and I know they're wingers compared to centre forwards of course but you know a young lad who's got 
he's good on the ball, he's got decent pace, he's good in the air, there'll be opportunities for him. Yeah, I can imagine so. Yeah, where Jaden Dan sort of excels, even beyond some of the ones you just mentioned there, and Ben Doak is absolutely electric pace-wise, but he's not lacking in any way, shape, or form in that department. But where Jaden Dan's got the upper hand, and where he's beyond his years, really, is his physicality. He he is a big old unit now. Like, he can handle himself up against centre-halves. And I think, you know, Liverpool will use him, I imagine, probably tomorrow night, and maybe even between now and the end of the season, depending on what the picture looks like with our forward lads, of course. But I think there'll be a lot of clubs keeping an eye on Jaden Dan's for next season in terms of a loan out somewhere mm-hmm. because he is he's got all the qualities you'd want in your centre forward as you mentioned there he links up really well he can finish he's got a hat full of goals this season he's strong he's good in the air and all that sort of stuff but more than anything as I say he's quick enough to handle it at senior level and he's big and strong enough to also look after himself which is massively important so yeah he's got a, a real big old opportunity tomorrow night and let's be honest the lads who've come in in recent weeks have pretty much grasped every single opportunity they've been given Connor Badley's obviously the standout one amongst all of them and Jaden and feels like he could well be the next one to me and I'm here for it because I love when young lads come in and really sort of take the bull by the horns and show what they're all about and it is really exciting like watching our first team regulars is boss of course yeah. is absolutely adore most of them if not all of them but when you see someone just burst onto the scene and you go hang on I'm really, really excited by him I, I love that I'm one who's got the ultimate boils down to the physical attributes to, to make it because we've seen, you know, all of us have seen our time supporting Liverpool and the longer you support Liverpool, the more of them you have seen of these diminutive footballers who are good on the ball or they might be very you know, very tenacious or whatever. With great passes, might have a good shot, but they ultimately often a bit slow or they haven't got the, the physicality to compete so when someone like that comes in Chloe you can, yeah, I could see a world where Jaden Dance could continue to develop into a, a Liverpool first team player because yeah he's got a, a number of the raw things that you'd be looking for if you were to build one yeah he most definitely does and, and also I think on the weekend you saw exactly what it meant to him yeah. I mean we speak about uh, Harvey Elliott and him growing up as a Liverpool fan and adoring Liverpool and know what it means to play for us but Jaden Dance knows that exactly to a T as well I mean the the way he was belting out you'll never walk alone um, to the fans as we all sang together it was unbelievable to see you could see the emotion of what it meant when Jürgen Klopp hugged him and it was like he just couldn't believe it it was like if he actually spoke he'd break down in yeah. that hug so he just couldn't he <clears throat> couldn't say anything um, and that's what you need as well you know we've got the raw talent you've got the physicality but you've also got the heart the desire and the want um, and he he wants to to win for Liverpool Football Club. He wants to play, and hopefully he can do that uh, tomorrow night. We're no clearer on who exactly will be available, so we're you know we'll just be repeating the conversation with the podcast really. But I, the one interesting one will be the right wing slot for me, Dan. Okay, I would. It, I'd have thought Kay Gordon would have been involved at the weekend. The fact that he's not even in the matchday squad. You mentioned, obviously, the wrinkle of the Thursday FA Youth Cup game, which he's not eligible to play in, whereas someone like Naomi will be. So it makes sense that they would swap positions in in, in the matchday squad to some extent. But it boils down to who we got and where, where do you want them to play? Because let's say we've got a world where you've got a midfield three of James McConnell, Alexis McAllister and one more. That, let's say Bobby Clark for that. If Elliot's available, does that mean Elliot goes back into, into the front three, which would give you a bit more seniority in your front three of, let's say, again, Gakpo, Dan's Elliot. Mm-hmm. Or if you're starting... Kay Gordon on the right of the uh, right of the front three instead of Elliot. Does that push Elliot back into midfield and give you a little bit more seniority in midfield? That that feels to me like we haven't got a ton of options, but that's 
probably one of the limited decision points he's got at that end of the pitch. Yeah, I think that's spot on. And again, so much of it involves around Harvey Elliott and his versatility, doesn't it? Like we've seen him obviously be so impactful from the bench this season, but when he is available uh, and when he can be a real key part of what we're doing, he's a key part of our decision making and selection. Because yeah, because he can play on the in the forward line or indeed in midfield, he gives us that little bit of flexibility. Um, in terms of preference. My preference would always be to get Harvey into midfield, if I'm being really, really honest. But mm-hmm. because of the way this game's shaping up, you touched on it there. And I think Kay Gordon coming back in for this one because of the fact he can't play on Thursday night for the 18s. And I know people will look at that and go, well, what does that matter? But as a football club, that matters, let me tell you. So that will come into the thinking ever so slightly. If they can bend and flex and maybe swap out a Gordon for an Anyani or a Kumas or whatever that looks like, then they will definitely do it. Um, so I'd like to see Gordon in the front line, then Gakpo from the left. And um, I love Jaden Dans and I really want him to play for his own sake and for my excitement sake, but I also want to play on Thursday. But I do think he will lead the line because I think he looks like he's ready to do it for me. Uh, and I'd be that midfield. You just mentioned McAllister, Bobby Clark and Jaden McConnell. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's just one of a lot of people talking about the Elliot thing, and you know, obviously played the 420. He looked absolutely done on Sunday, and that's going to be a. He looked done midweek though as well. Yeah, like he couldn't. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. can't play him again. Yeah, but it is that thing of this is what this is what being a, a player at a big football club is. Sometimes it is just going and going, and you know, I think some of this might depend on how close our other attacking options are for the weekend. Yeah, because if there's a strong feeling that like Sabozlai. Salah and uh, you know Nunes are they're ready. They're just not going to be risked at all in this to make sure that they're definitely ready. Then you you just have to ask. You might have to ask someone else to go a little bit more. But I, look, I'm happy to see Gordon and and, and you do want something off the bench. Yeah. So Elliot on the bench mm-hmm. wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst thing for us certainly. Um, Yes, big decisions ahead for Jurgen Klopp. What do you think he's going to do? Uh, which 11 is he going to go with? Let us know in the comments section underneath on this one. And don't forget, we've extended our amazing offer on redmenplus.com. If you use the code FINAL, uh, you can get 50% off a yearly captain subscription. So fill your boots on podcasts, features, documentaries, and exclusive interviews over on redmenplus.com. Half price for an entire year. So just box it. You get all of this season. And, and look, you'll even get to have all of the post celebration from us winning the League Cup again next year as well. Because uh, look, nobody wins it more than Liverpool. So odds are it'll be us again, right? Right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, do drop a, a like on this one. And uh, yeah, thanks so much to Chloe and to Dan and to yourselves for tuning in live on YouTube. Uh, you're the best. And we'll see you all very soon. Ta-da.